What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again. The Washington Wizards lose to the New York Knicks 121 to 105 in DC, led by 39 points by Julius Randle. So today we are going to talk about how did the Wizards lose this game? I mean, get into the first unit and the second unit and break it down for you guys. And then we're going to do a preview for Monday night's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So let's get to it next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again. And I appreciate you guys making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case. Providing you with a personal supply of up to five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use promo code Locked On to get $20 off your order that is j a s e medical.com so everybody um definitely we were supposed to do a live preview um last night but my voice man was going out so i couldn't really talk so i had to delay it to this morning but i definitely wanted to get this um recap and preview out for you guys today um i'm hitting out the fedex the commanders game against the cowboys today so i'm trying to get my voice right but i definitely wanted to get this video out for you guys so Definitely today, uh, the Washington Wizards lost to New York Knicks in typical fashion, 121-105 in D.C. Julius Randle drops 39. So let's get into it, shall we? Now, looking at the overall stats, obviously, you know, um, the Wizards were down 20 at the half. It was – but not, not much change in the second half. I mean, we did outscore them 32-28 in the third quarter, but it was even in the fourth. Was, but, again, if you look at overall stats – you know, we uh, we shot or they shot 49 percent for the field. We shot 47 uh, from three point 38 for them, 35 for us. Uh, rebounds. We actually won the battle of the rebounds by two and offensive rebounds by one. So, it, you know, we did commit more turnovers, 20 to 14, but points in the paint were even at 52. So how do we lose this game? Simple effort, 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 effort. We showed no effort. We had no energy on the defensive end. Or the offensive end. Now, there were a couple of players. Now, Kyle Kuzma did have a good game, and Denny Avia had a really good game, but we're going to get into it. But look at that from a team perspective, man. Effort. Um, they they capitalized in more strategic ways, right? Um, if you look at another stat to look at, is this second chance points. They had 20, we had nine. So they capitalized on their offensive rebounds more than we did by getting 20 second chance points as opposed to our nine. So it came down to effort, it came down to coaching. It came down to game planning and, and adjustments and the fact that we didn't make any adjustments after the half and their plays were more strategic and more important. Like I said, said you know, yeah, from a statistical uh, standpoint, very even. But they outplayed us. There was no effort. I mean, there was a play in the first half where, you know, I, I say it all the time, this team has slow defensive rotations. And in the first half, they everybody was looking around as Julius Randle's in the corner hitting a three. And then there's many times where they drove the lane, everybody's looking around, everybody's – I mean, there's no communication on the defensive end. There, there, there's no accountability on the defensive end. I mean, the rotations are so slow. The closeout, the shooters, if they even happen, are slow. I mean, in transition, we get beat. You know, you got players like Gaff, and 
like I said, I like Gab, but that going to man, I mean, he's, he's taking his time to get down to court. This team has officially checked out. This team, if you're a veteran, they're waiting for the deadline. If you're a young guy, you're also waiting on the deadline so you can get more minutes and trying to showcase whether you're part of the equation going forward for this team, or maybe you're a trade candidate down the line yourself, but everybody's tradable. But and then I think the players know that because they have officially checked out. I mean, it is hard to watch. Both games in Cleveland, were we, the effort was non-existent. And then you're at home, and, and obviously there's more Knicks fans than Wizards fans. It happens in D.C. I mean, if you're not familiar with the D.C. area, the D.C. area is a melting pot of government workers and people who come here to work. A lot of people are from outside the area, so more often than not, you know, not, not so much Nats games, but mostly um, Wizards and Commanders games. You were outnumbered by the other team's fans. And there was booze tonight from our own fan base, and the Knicks fans took over. I mean, so it's just a, another game where s- different games, same script, no effort, defense is horrible, rebounding is horrible. And even tonight, we had a pretty good night rebounding, but again, you know, second chance points kill us. So getting into the um, the, the starting five, um, like I said, this was a struggle again tonight. Now, two people to kind of showcase. Now, looking at the Knicks real quick. Um, obviously, Julius Randle dropped 39 points on the Wizards, shooting 13 for 23. And Brunson, 33 points, shooting 10 for 18 from the field overall, eight assists, and shooting four for eight from three, including nine for nine from three or from the charity strike. So Brunson and Randall single-handedly handled the Wizards. Now, looking at the Wizards and their stat line individually, uh, Ty, uh, let's get with the let's go with the most positive news. Kyle Kuzma, twenty-seven points. Now he did shoot ten for twenty-one, including four for ten for three. But you know, we know what his mo is. Kuz is a consistent source of twenty-plus points. Now, how many how many shots does it take to get there? That is a really good question. Now, um, he takes a lot of shots to get up twenty-plus. You know that has been, in, you know, he yeah, he's a consistent source of points. Absolutely. Um, but you know, it it often comes at the expense of a lot of shots. Um, looking at Denny Avia in 33 minutes, 23 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. He was four assists away from a triple double, two steals. Look, I'm not a mad at Denny, really good showing nine for 13 for the field, two for four from three. Very, 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 very aggressive driving the lane. I like what I saw from Denny Avia. He was a definitely bright spot. Him and Kuz, you know, I get it. Shot selection at times. Um, can Kuz be a real relying on a three point shot? Yeah, but 12, uh, 27 points still had a good game for us. And getting back to Denny, I thought he had a really good game, y'all. I mean, he drove the lane, he drove, I mean, he used his left hand on a few times finishing at the lane. You're definitely seeing him evolve offensively. So I, I'm not even mad what I saw from Denny, but looking at the um, the rest of the starting five, man. I mean, Tyus Jones 11 points, eight assists. The assist numbers are definitely that where I want them to be, but. Four for 13 for the field, two for six from three. Um, Jordan Poole, again, another underwhelming game from Jordan Poole. He has definitely just cooled down from his time in Golden State, man. He's just not that guy that he was in Golden State. Four for 10 for the field, ending in 10 points for Jordan Poole. One for five for three. I believe he's officially checked out too. I mean, and really, out of everybody on the roster, he can't check out because he has no value right now. So he is not being moved to the deadline. So I definitely want to see Jordan Poole get a little more dog in him because, look, you're going to be in Washington to at least the end of the year. So you have to pick it up and definitely boost your value if you indeed want to be moved elsewhere or if you want to be part of the foundation going forward. But I definitely want to see a lot more effort 
from Jordan Poole. Um, and then rounding out the starting five, Daniel Gaffer, six points, 12 rebounds, three assists, one block, one steal. And again, a very underwhelming performance from Daniel Gaffer. Um, looking at his counterpart, I mean, Hartenstein, eight points, but 19 rebounds. 19 rebounds. Okay, let, let's be, let, let, I'm going to be 100 right now, man. Hardenstein's a backup. He was Mitchell Robinson's backup. So everybody who says that, you know, look, it's, it's kind of harsh to say that Daniel Gafford is the worst starting center in the NBA. Okay. Okay, fair enough. But he gave him 19 points to a backup. So if you're a backup and you're giving him 19 rebounds to a backup, what's that tell you? I mean, the, the, the effort. Gafford, again, I'm, 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 I'm going to stop saying this. Yeah, I like Gaff, man, but the effort is non-existent. The effort is non-existent, y'all. I mean, this this lethargic defense where you're just watching people. The Knicks killed us with ball movement. Let's be real. Ball movement killed us. They have ball movement. It was a lot more fluid. It destroyed our rotations as far as rotating on the defensive end. You know, very often our guys are sitting there watching them shoot. And it's just like, you know, Gaff is standing there watching them shoot. That Julius Randle um, three-point shot in the first half in the corner, the rotation was terrible. No communication on the defensive end. And Julius Randle's sister, he had enough. I mean, there was a, there was a shot by Jalen Brunson that he he bounced the ball one time and still had enough time to get the shot off. That mean no effort, no care in the world. And you know, it just you know, like I said, I'm gonna get into the second unit and break down a lot of the young guys' second unit. But looking at the starting five, yeah, Kuz he led the way with 27 points. But like I said, we know what his mo is. And Denny Aviad, look, was the bright spot for the team. Denny played well. Denny definitely showed what he can do on the offensive end. He's definitely evolving. But, you know, as far as Denny, man, two factors, right? Confidence and consistency. That's what I want to see from Denny. We, you got the bag. We know you can score. We know that you can add that element to your game, right? Now, defense, he does need to step it up a little bit more. But defensively, he's still a really good defender. Elite, I don't see that right now. But he's a good defender. But offensively, he is looking better. But I'm looking for consistency, right? That's what I'm looking for from Denny. So. Rounding out the starting five, very hard showing from the starting five. So next, I'm going to get into the second unit, and then we're going to do a preview from Monday night's game for the OKC Thunder. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by the Jays Case. I know we come to sports to escape for some of the crazy realities of real life. Lord have mercy. But can we talk just for just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, Right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary, especially for children and elderly people. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than, you know, my, my grandmother, my grandfather getting sick or one of my kids. So if one of my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from a life-saving medication they needed, I would be very, very upset. So thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis skin infections, among others. This stuff can really happen to any of us. I'm trying to tell you, it's that time of the year, man. Listen to my voice. Me, my guy, the real at all, man, we've gone through our fair share of sicknesses, man, because there's always something going around, especially if you got kids that go to school. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It, reviewed, it will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular Cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use promo code locked on to get $20 off your order. 
Locked Up has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked Up Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day. The look at experts of Locked Up Plus, our national shows covering every league. The Locked Up Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So let's get into it. Let's get into the second unit. Now, again, guys, you know, we can get into the second unit, but overall, team-wise, the, the, is effort. It's effort. When I say effort, it's just they, they, they talk about building a culture, right? But what is culture? Culture is playing the right way, playing to the end of the game, playing to the last whistle, you know, playing all four quarters, playing for the name in the front, not the name in the back, playing to win. You know, you know, look, if there's a talent gap, I get it. If you play and you still lose and you play hard at it and you still lose, I get it. But that is culture. We don't have culture here. We have a we have a squad that is half veterans ready to leave and half young guys ready to actually get minutes. And nobody cares except for a couple of the young guys. Bilal cares. Kispert cares. Denny cares. Kuzma cares because he's put up numbers, but eventually he's he's going to be trying to go to a contender. But half, most of the team is checked out. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into this second unit, everybody. Because, like I said, I am very passionate because it is – I get it, it is a rebuild, but it's also getting old. The, the effort part to me – especially when you're getting booed at home, um, shows that this fan base, look, this is a very loyal fan base. D.C. is a sports town. Now, do we get overshadowed by other sports towns like New York and Philadelphia and obviously maybe Boston because we're East Coast City? Yeah. But, I mean, this is a sports town. Going back to the scans, I'm not going to say, I can't say the full name, but uh, getting going back to their former name, you know, three Super Bowl titles, man, very, very loyal following. I mean, if you even if the time of the Bullets, they had a very loyal following in D.C. Um, the list goes on. The Nationals have a big the list goes on. This is a sports town. So it, it's just it blows your mind that this team right now is just a lack of effort, man. You know, the, this fan base deserves better. And like I said, a lot of us, man, are prepared for the rebuild. But you got to play hard. You got to show up. So anyway, let's get into the second unit. Um, Black Kulabali had his moments. but very underwhelming night. 27 minutes played, four points, three rebounds, three assists, shooting two for five for the field, over two for three. So defensively, he was solid. Offensively, not his best night. Uh, DeLon Wright, again, very underwhelming. 16 minutes, so he's definitely still ramping up to get more minutes. I'll uh, come back from injury, but two points, three rebounds, three assists, one for six from the field. Uh, Kispert, eh, not too bad at 14 minutes. Uh, eight points, three for four from the field, one for two from three. Muscala, one point, one rebound, 0 for four from the field. 0 for 3 from 3. So um, the one bright spot on the second unit is, again, I'm, I'm going to bring up two guys that definitely need playing time after the deadline. Jared Butler and Emery. Now, Emery, not his best night, but he only played three minutes. So he never had time to really get going. 0 for 1 for the field. Got a rebound and one assist. But Jared Butler, again, in three minutes, eight points, two assists, three from three from the field, and two from two from three. Look, y'all. Jared Butler and Eugene Emery need to get minutes after the deadline. These two guys could play. They need to get a minutes. We need to see what we got in these two guys because they got dog in them. They got the effort factor, and they are ready to play. They're ready to earn the next contract, and that's the type of player I want to own this team. Guys are going to fight for the spot. Guys are going to fight for the minutes. Guys are going to fight for that contract. Guys that aren't checked out. So um, definitely, you know, Jared Butler, again, in only three minutes, eight, eight points. And as usually a stat line you see from Emery, comes in three to five minutes, Provides quality minutes and you usually gets around what eight points, three rebounds, a couple assists. So, you know, rounding out the second unit, everybody. I mean, Johnny Davis got a basket, but you know, at this point, 
I think that this organization is pretty much checked out on Johnny Davis. Now, could he get minutes after the deadline, after a lot of these dominoes have, have fallen as far as these veteran contracts? Yes, but confidence. I mean, we, we, we talk about confidence with young players. You know, Denny is a player that, you know, relies heavily on his confidence. You know, Daniel Gaffer is a player that relies heavily on his confidence. Most of the players rely heavily, especially young guys, rely heavily on their confidence. Now, Bilal is one of those guys where he's confident regardless, man. I mean, he's 0 for 7. He's still putting out there, putting out effort. And you can say the same about Denny Avia. Corey Kispert, when the shot's not dropping, he is now learning to cut more, use the basketball IQ. So I definitely like to see him tri- trying to contribute when his shot's not falling. But that's it, man. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and round it out. This was a total – I mean, I'm not going to say a total team loss because – from a statistical statistical standpoint, we rolled with the Knicks. They just their ball movement killed us on defensive rotations, and we just didn't care. Those were the two factors that lost this game at home against the Knicks. They were, are so much better. They their ball movement was immaculate, and we just don't care. We don't care. There was no care in the world. Nobody's even trying to do anything, especially on the defensive end. So, like I said, changes need to happen. In the offseason, we need to evaluate head coaching. Um, there's been names out put out there. Juwan Howard from the University of Michigan, former Washington Bullets slash Washington Wizard, could be a candidate. Um, but obviously in the offseason, me and my guy E, we are going to go over – I mean, we're not going to go over head coaching candidates <laughs> until it's official, if it happens that West Sell Jr. is indeed not the coach anymore. But why is he coach? I'm not going to do that, man. But I definitely think there's options out there if he indeed is not the coach going forward. But – Changes need to happen. Let's be real. Changes need to happen. You know, we got a new front office now. Changes need to happen, and it needs to start with the head coaching position. You know, we need to go ahead and and look, everybody's tradable. Let's go ahead and get a lot of these veterans off the books. Um, We need to go ahead and start rebuilding because right now we're in a transition year. We need to start rebuilding, and that means getting a lot of these veterans out of town, and that means finally evaluating a lot of this young talent. And it starts with Denny. It starts with Bilal. You know, see what we got in Kispert. See what we got in Johnny Davis. Go into the draft, try to rebuild this team. But it starts with culture. And where does that start with? Head coaching. It starts at the head coaching position. If your players have checked out, what does that say about the head coach? What does it say about discipline? What does it say about holding people accountable? What does it say about the name on the front, not the name in the back? What does that say? What does that tell the fan base when people spend hundreds of dollars in a bad economy, in an economy that is really going downhill, where people are hurting to get groceries? People spending money to go out here and watch you play, and then you turn around, you don't care? What does that really tell people? I mean, let's be real, man. What's that tell people? You know, people are hurting right now. People in the D.C. area, people on a worldwide basis right now are hurting to even provide groceries. And people are still showing out and, and buying tickets, spending hundreds of dollars where it could go to other places personally. And you don't show up. That is, that is a slap in the face of this fan base, man. And, 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 and it's not on ownership. It's not on ownership. Not this time. Is it on the front office? Maybe a little bit because while they've made all the right moves 95% of the time, the lack of center depth and the fact that they went ahead and and I get it for a peace of mind and the West kind of feel comfortable, but I thought that giving him that fourth-year option was really premature. And they would should have spent this year evaluating head coach because when your players don't care to the point where they're getting booed at home, what does that tell you? What does it tell you? There's no discipline in this locker room. This locker room, he is, he's officially lost his locker room. And I hate to say that. I really do because I like Wes. I like Wes, and I want to see him succeed. 
but he's lost the locker room. He's lost it. And you have to look at the head coaching position at the end of the year, if not sooner, because this team is abysmal. This team is probably one of the worst defensive and rebounding teams I've seen in D.C. since I've, I've been on this earth. It's terrible. It is terrible. We were better defensively under Nick Young and being in D.C. We were better with Javon McGee in D.C. We were better with Kwame Brown in D.C. At least they cared. They may not have been the best players. And in, 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 in the position of Jamal, Javon McGee, how many, how many rings does he have? So, I mean, he's put himself in the best position to succeed and contribute on contending teams, so you can't really throw no shade on him. I mean, this is there's no effort at all, no care in the world. We don't care. You know, we're just watching people shoot. It's just it's it's abysmal. And in this team, this city deserves better, in my opinion. So yeah, this is another really bad showing. So we're gonna get in, go ahead and get into a preview for Monday night's game against the OKC Thunder. SGA and Chet Holmgren are rocking in the two o two on Monday. But before we do tonight's episode, is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you're probably wondering, what is Prize Picks, Brandon? Well, let me tell you. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other sharks and other players and pros, you can pick more than or less than two to six players in their stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I'm trying to tell you. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift at a 10.5 combo of three points made and plus receptions. That is definitely something I'm trying to roll with. Want to play alongside some of Prospect's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view and entries from some of the biggest names in Prospect's community each and every week. Prospect's even offers a reboot policy that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For football and basketball games, if your player gets injured and exits the game in the first half does not return in the second half that player is rebooted price picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy which is big so all you got to do is go to prospects.com slash locked on nba and use promo code locked on nba for a first deposit match up to 100 and again all you got to go to or all you got to do is go to prospects.com slash locked on nba and use promo code locked on nba for a first deposit match up to 100 so let's get into the preview, um, beating a dead horse. We know about effort and all the issues. So let's get in into the preview. And I would actually be at the game on Monday night covering the team from the press box. So definitely, definitely appreciate all the love with um, Locked On Wizards. Gaining a lot more capabilities, man. Me and my guy, the real Ed Oliver, we have attained press credentials. So, man, we have a lot more um, a lot more opportunity to get a lot more content for you guys. Definitely a lot more access to practices and shoot arounds a lot more access to press conferences before and after regular season games so we're very excited because we can provide a lot more content to you guys a lot more perspective a lot more behind the scenes look at at the washington wizards man so definitely definitely but i will be there so if you're there definitely let me know on my twitter handle which is below um and we can definitely do a meet and greet i would definitely like to meet you guys i'll chop it up with you guys so again i will be at the game on Monday night and definitely tune in because my guy, the real Ed Oliver, will be doing the live recap. So definitely, definitely come out and show support to my guy, my boy, because he will be doing a live recap after the game. So getting into a preview for the Washington Wizards game against the OKC Thunder, man, this is this is a starting five in Oklahoma City that this team's going to challenge in the West. Now, are they ready for a championship run? I think they're kind of like Minnesota. 
where playoff experience shows. And I think that their lack of experience is going to be the one factor that is going to keep them from winning a title. But OKC, man, they're on their way. They have a nice squad. I mean, uh, rounding out the starting five, obviously SGA, man, Shy, Gregorius, Alexander, man. Um, or Gilgris, I'm sorry. Um, SGA is a MVP candidate, in my opinion. He is a guy who definitely has to be top five in MVP votes, man, because he has been playing out of this world. He has finally reached that all-star level, that superstar status. I think the SGA is going to be a heck of an assignment for Tyus Jones and or Jordan Poole. I think he's going to be a heck of an because of his height, his size, his ability. He's going to be a tough cover. Um, looking at you know Josh Giddy, a, a taller two-guard, a guy who can cause problems, matchup problems. Again, Jordan Poole, that's going to be a matchup problem. Um, looking at Lou Dort, a shorter player, but a defensive 3 and D player. A guy who's going to give, he's going to be on, <laughs> I'm saying right now, he is going to be all over the place. He, so that's that's one matchup that I go, I, you know, kind of get into keys to development. I think Denny, because of height, I think it's a matchup that he needs to, I want to see him be a lot more aggressive at the offensive end. Definitely, I think that due to height, um, with Denny being taller than Lou Dort, I definitely think that he, it's a really good matchup for Denny. But I want to see him drive. I want to see him drive with confidence, drive with power. Man, definitely want to see him more aggressive driving the lane because I think it's a very real matchup. Now, yeah, Lou Dort is a 3 and guy who, man, who, who can lock down on defense. But I think due to height, I think that Denny has an advantage here. And then rounding out, Jalen Williams and Chet Holmgren. This front court versus ours, is, Chet Holmgren is going to test Gafford. And we – and and all due respect to Gaff, man, but this is a matchup where you could look prize picks definitely, you know, the fan duel, wherever you bet, definitely bet on Chan Holmgren getting 15 plus rebounds. Let's be real. So definitely, definitely put a bet in for 15 plus rebounds for Chad Holmgren. And you could probably say the same. I'm definitely looking at probably 10 rebounds from Jalen Williams because let's be honest, man. Um, Jalen Williams is going to be a lot for Cruz to recover. And with a team that is so bad at defense and a team that struggles on the perimeter defense, a team that struggles in interior defense, transition defense, defensive rotations, defensive communication. I mean, this team is going to give us <laughs> the smoke, man. Let's be real. So I'm not even going to get into a prediction. I think Oklahoma City is going to win this in an easy fashion. Um, but a lot of lot of matchup problems on this team, man. I mean, we're going to have a we have a, a fight ahead of us now a couple things i'm looking at looking at their second unit um isaiah joe and wiggins kendrick williams and casey wallace you know i think our bench matches up well against theirs i think this is definitely a game where i want to see Bilal definitely drive the lane definitely do not be hesitant to shoot that jumper i want to see a lot more aggression on the offensive end i want to see that dog offensively from Bilal because defensively he's got it offensively i think this is a game where he can eat i think this is a game where you're definitely gonna see our bench be the more productive unit in my opinion um looking at Corey Kispert and who let me get it out um Bilal Kulabali so I definitely think the bench can definitely definitely match up well against OKC man so they hope to keep this game close I think it starts with our bench I think Corey Kispert this is a game where I want to see him definitely hit them shots man definitely be aggressive on a three-point line and you know Bilal definitely be a dog and um we'll see on Johnny Davis how many minutes but you know again two more you know two guys that I think they, they need to start giving minutes to especially after the deadline, Eugene Emery and Jerry Butler. They have provided, they have put in quality minutes every time they get minutes. Three to five minutes per game, and they're putting quality minutes. So I definitely want to see more from them. So um, getting back into it, guys, um, my prediction, I think this is an easy easy win for 
the Thunder over the Wizards at home in D.C. So um, we're going to go ahead and roll from there. Um, I definitely appreciate you guys, man. It's, it's going to be a long year. But, look, um, me and my guy, Ed, man, we are definitely, definitely dedicated to giving you guys content, man, and definitely chopping up with you guys and keeping it positive, right? Because we know it's a rebuild. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, a long rebuild. But, look, here at Lock and Wizards, man, we are here to rock with you guys, and we're ready for the long haul. So definitely rock with us, man. We definitely appreciate you guys, man, because without you guys, we don't have the success that we've had on this channel. I mean, this channel has grown so much um, since I came on here and joined forces to become the best backcourt in D.C. with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. And it's been a pleasure, definite pleasure, not only working with Ed, but rocking with you guys every single day. So definitely looking forward to the next time we do a video. But again, my uh, my guy, the real Ed Oliver, will be doing the live recap on Monday. I will be at the game. So again, uh, if you plan on attending the game, let me know on Twitter and we will meet and greet man and definitely chop it up so i'm gonna go ahead and call it there again uh the washington wizards do play the okc thunder monday night in dc so tune in show your support and let's try to play hard man let's try to get some effort out of these guys man so um locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with a look at experts of the locked on plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel um on the youtube side like subscribe if you're not a member of locked on wizards man definitely consider man like i said we have fun on here uh we are definitely hitting you guys up with the up-to-date any transactions any news with the team and definitely live recaps after the game um for 99 of the time <laughs> uh usually fridays we it varies and on weekends it definitely varies but most of the time, we are rocking with you guys live after each and every, mostly every regular season game. Uh, on the on the podcast side, if we earned it, five-star review is much appreciated. So, again, appreciate you guys, man. So, hell to the Wizards and peace. See you guys later.